Hey, Money Bosses, welcome back. We're continuing our conversation with Jocelyn from the scholarship system. So in the first session, and if you haven't watched it, go back and take a look. She shared quite a few tips with us of how anyone from any, any work of life with any kind of uh, background can really start looking into securing scholarships. And yes, it's really never too late. So I won't give it any give away any more of the information, but I think it's um, it's been a really awesome interview. So here, and Jocelyn, welcome back. Thanks for having me. Totally excited. And so in this interview, we're really going to dive in deeper and um, have Jocelyn share her process of what she does when she works with families behind the scenes and actually share a couple more tips. But I know the biggest question everyone has is like, where do we find the scholarship? So stay tuned and let's get to it, Jocelyn. Welcome back. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to share this system. Yeah, so let's get into it. So the way that we organize uh, the scholarship system, and, and we talk about this in the first interview, but this came from my own experience. So this wasn't necessarily something where I sat down and thought, oh, this would be great to teach families in this way. It was, I was walking families through how I approached it. And then I realized, okay, wait, this is the system. So with the scholarship system, I want to give just a, a very high level overview of the six steps. And then we can focus on the two areas that I know are usually the biggest questions for families. So First step one is about getting in the money-making mindset. And this is so important, even though it sounds fluffy, it is so important. Something we talked about in the, in the first interview was that rebel family mentality. It's important to truly set the goals and set up a process so that you will actually make it through the system, through, through any scholarship system. So whether it's ours or your own. And that is because, again, the number one reason students quit and don't actually receive scholarships is because they get overwhelmed. So if we don't have clear goals, if we don't have clear time set aside for when we're going to be working on this, then we're probably just going to get overwhelmed and quit. And so that's something that we work with our students on. Another help um, is, is ways to build in accountability. So that's step one. Step two is really just financial aid 101. So understanding what are the different types of money, what's merit aid, automatic aid, outside scholarships, private scholarships, cash awards, student loans, unsubsidized loans, all of these different terms, because you'd be amazed. We have students that are even already in college that are borrowing some of these loans and they don't even know the difference between the two kinds. So that second step, we have to make sure that everyone has a certain baseline understanding of just paying for college in general. We also walk them through how to calculate the cost of college. So this is something important for families to do is see what's the true cost that we're looking at so that when we set a goal for how many scholarships we need, we know the actual gap. Because a lot of families, when they think of college, they think of the tuition. But for me, my tuition was only half my expense my first year. So there is way, there are way many more expenses beyond tuition. And so we need to make sure we're taking all of it into consideration. Then, so once we have our foundation set, our process set, step three is finding them. So this is where we want to build our scholarship list. The goal here is to find scholarships that are less competitive and legitimate. So how do we know if something is legitimate or not? And we can talk about that, but that's one of the biggest ways to save time and increase our chances of success is simply applying to ones that are actually giving out money. And if, 
if your family got sucked into the scams, like I did, it's okay. Again, I did most families have at one point, but that's what step three is all about is how do we identify legitimate ones and where do we find the ones that are less competitive? So we're going to dive into that after I get over done with this overview, because that is very helpful for families. Step four is about getting competitive. So this is about heating up our application. So one of the things we talk about is how it's not ideal to get involved in a ton of things, but instead to get deeply involved in a few things. So how can we build our competitiveness? How can we build our resumes, our extracurriculars? And this doesn't even necessarily have to be through school. It could just be in life, things that we do on our own. So ways that we can really get ready to sell our, ourselves to the judges. Step five is heating up the application. So, or, or sorry, this is knocking out the applications. So this is about the actual applications and the materials that they require. You and I were chatting a bit before this about, well, is every single scholarship a, a essay? Does it require an essay or what else could they require? We could, they could require so many different kinds of materials. And so we, we give templates and stuff and you can really perfect them, but the good news is you can reuse them. But really step five is all about how do we craft well-written essays that are winner, winners? How do we collect all the other materials? What can we do to make those competitive? What do we need to look out for? What are common mistakes? So that's really the application process. And then the final step is about turning it into a system. So step six is about bringing the money in year after year, because a lot of students, one thing we talked about in the first training was that my story was I got money every single year. This wasn't a one-year thing and done, which is typically the average student's way of paying for college if you really want to avoid student let, student debt. But that means we want to create a system so that we're not starting from scratch each year. So how can we network for more money, thank you letters, save our materials, put them in the right place and, and just things like that. And so that's really the overview of the process. And it's not necessarily like, okay, day one, two, three, four, five, and six, and we're done. Some of the steps might take longer. Some of the steps might only take a few days. Some of the steps, maybe you're like, oh, well, I'm, I'm involved. Check, 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 check. Okay. Step four is done. So, um, it really varies depending on a student situation. Yeah, totally awesome. Something, something that I got to think while you were describing your the process is could could this could anyone really do this if they for example graduated from high school and maybe took a year or two off to do you know to do whatever to do things could they come back and say okay now i'm ready for my degree or i'm starting to look at this process like the age is not a limitation factor is it no, no. In fact, gap years are huge right now. So uh, that actually, if students are taking gap years, they can apply for scholarships throughout that gap year, which is a great idea, a great use of that time. Um, as far as like, say, adult students coming back to school, many of the scholarships do not have age limitations. Some of them do. So you will want to look at that. But if they don't have one on there, then you're fine. Okay. So they generally will let you know if, if there's an age. Yeah. Limitation. Okay, good to know. Yes, I think it's also encouraging for folks who are thinking like, okay, I, I, I think I'm ready to go back and get my degree. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Well, let's talk about, I think, the most uh, interesting question out there that people are waiting to hear. So how and where do you find these scholarships? Yeah. So like I said, we want to find ones that are legitimate and less competitive. And that is something that, again, turns the dial in our favor. It helps us because if we're wasting our time on ones that are just scams or spam, then of course, we're not going to win anything. And so I'm going to describe legitimate and illegitimate ones, and then we can get into where to find them. So 
First, if it is based on luck, it is not worth our time. So these are the ones where you see no essay or easy scholarship in the description or uh, weekly drawing in the description. And I did these. So if you or your student, if you guys have been eyeing these up as, yeah, let's do those. It's okay. If you're like, oh no, that was us. It, it's okay. I was there too. And mm -hmm. the thing is what this really usually is, is they are marketers they're collecting the information, they're selling it to affiliate marketers, your email is going to get flooded and it's just not worth anyone's time. I've been doing this for over a decade now and I have yet to seen a single student that has ever won any of these. So, but I can tell you my inbox that I used for them, I have over 21,000 messages that are, all came from them. It was just so, so much spam. So actually based on that, I would recommend creating a separate email, by the way, for this process. Maybe it's like Jocelyn scholarships at gmail.com that just something that's professional and easy. And that way you don't have to ruin your main inbox if you are using these search engines. So, so illegitimate ones, if it's 15 minutes and done, I would not recommend doing it. Now, I always say there's a spectrum. So on the other side, we have ones where it's based on competitiveness. This is where we want to focus, especially with the scholarship system, for example, because we're always teaching strategies to improve our chances. If it's based on luck, all we could do to improve our chances is just submit more, right? But if it's based on competitiveness, there's so many things we can improve to increase our chances. We can improve our resume. We can improve our involvements. We can get better recommendation letters. We can write better essays. We can increase our scores, whatever it is. And so that's an example. That's why we want to stay on this end of the spectrum. So Oftentimes with legitimate scholarships, you'll see some sort of requirement that can show your skills. So it could be a portfolio, it could be a resume, it could be um, cover letters, it could be essays, it could be maybe a video essay, it could be submit some sort of uh, video, it could be an interview. And, and so people might be listening to this and thinking, gosh, that sounds like a lot of work. Most scholarships won't require all of those, but the thing is upfront it may, but if you submit 10 of the fast ones, it's still going to take less time than those. And you actually can win money versus those fast ones where you have zero, you're not going to get money from them. So in the end you save time. So that's what we want to look for when we're looking for legitimate and, and uh, Ill, legitimate and illegitimate. Now, where can we find these? So of course, Families always look for search engines. They're always like, just tell me the, the website to go to. And I will tell you right now, that's actually our last place that we go to find them because that's where everyone goes. So we try to avoid the competition, right? First and foremost, I always say start local. When I say local, I mean starting where um, our, our base addresses, so where we went to high school. And first you want to check at your own high school and see if they have any scholarships. A lot of times the high school will put them on their website or in Blackboard or whatever you use as a portal with your high school. But you can also look at rival high schools and they might have some on their website that your school was not privy to. So that's a great opportunity to find some local ones that are of course naturally less competitive because only locals can apply. Um, another place also for, we keep saying it's never too late. College students can do this as well. They can go into their advising office and ask if they have scholarships. So when you apply to a university, you're considered usually for some sort of scholarship award through the university. 
But another place that you can get money is through your department, but that's typically only for upperclassmen. So if you don't know to go to your department and ask, then you'll miss out on all of that money. And that's actually a place where I got thousands of dollars every single year starting my sophomore year. So we can go into the guidance office or advising office, both locally and once we get to college. Another place we can look are local PTAs, PTSAs, Elks Clubs, Rotary Clubs, credit unions, places we go to, our parents' employers. Just start asking if they offer scholarships and you'd be amazed. And sometimes when you ask, actually, we've had one student that got one created because they were like, Hmm, that's a great idea. Let's do that. And so they just created a scholarship out of nowhere. So these local ones, again, they're less competitive. Also, you know, the organizations that are giving them. So they're most likely going to be legitimate. And lastly, most likely they're not on those search engines because I don't know if you know this, but the search engines actually charge committees to put their scholarships on there and it's not cheap. So like through the scholarship system, we give out thousands of dollars every year. And we are not on those search engines because we're, we would rather put the money towards the scholarships than paying a site to put them on. So this is where we want to focus. Um, another opportunity is Google. And I know that that sounds so obvious, but it's using Google in a particular way. So we can look up local scholarships by Googling our city or our county, plus the word community foundation scholarships. And this is a trick up my sleeve. This one search has helped families find so many scholarships. So if you do that search, a lot of times it'll come up with a lot of local scholarships that again, may not be at your high school site, or they're certainly not on the search engines. So say I'm from Charleston, it could be Charleston community scholarship or Charleston community foundation scholarship. And a lot of times you'll find these foundations where you only submit one application, but you're considered for dozens of different scholarships. Mm -hmm. So that's a big win for, for students for sure. So I think this is one of the most important places to start when we're finding scholarships. If you want to do the search engines, that's fine. There's so many popping up. I'm not even going to waste time listing them. <laughs> Just be sure to know if it's a scam or not before you're wasting time on applications and set up that separate email. Yeah, I actually uh, saw something on uh, Shark Tank. This was a while ago. So there's uh, there's uh, people that actually have uh, created you know businesses out of this to help uh, folks uh, you know do all of this that you describing. Um, just like sounds like with the click of a button, but again, <laughs> um, I'm questioning whether that's a totally legit place. And and, and and I know what you're talking about and, and they do charge now for their um, solution, but also at the beginning they had legitimate scholarships. Now they've gotten more into the, the spam ones just because people pay to put those on the sites. So you just have to be careful no matter which website you're using. Are there legitimate ones on all of them? Probably you just have to sift. And so a lot of students like that you can put in a few details and then it populates a list for you. But just keep in mind, like FastWeb, everyone tells everyone to go to FastWeb. I hate FastWeb. So, I mean, that it's just, there's so much spam and junk on there, but also the few that are legitimate, all the, all the high school seniors are applying to anyway. So it's an option for sure, but I would really recommend looking on the other ways that I said first. Yeah. And I like, I really like the angle of, of what you teaching folks to do is, is not to jump into like the red ocean, but rather look in the blue ocean and find a lot more success and opportunities. Yes, it seems like there is a little bit more work, but 
just like anything in life, there's always a little bit more work for, for a b- better, bigger result. So it's, yes. it's totally, I think, doable. And it sounds to me like a lot of this work, um, so like, cause I, you know, being a parent now, it seems like, oh my gosh, is this now the, the, the thing I have to be worried about and research and do, a lot of the students can do it on their own, right? With, with, with just, you know, getting online and searching and then, and, and put, putting lists together and, and Absolutely. I, I mean, a lot of parents will help with the searching and that way their students can focus on the applying because that is going to be the bulk of the work, but it, it is definitely possible um, that students are, are doing this searching on their own. 100%. One thing we talk about is, is scholarship Sundays where families set aside a couple hours every Sunday, say from like four to 6 PM before dinner and mom and dad work on budget and bills, and then their student works on scholarship applications, but they make it a family thing. They might make a little appetizer or snack. And our families that have really gotten huge successes out of this, a lot of them implemented that suggestion. So that could be an opportunity to make this feel a little less overwhelming and kind of um, box the time that we're working on this a little bit. And so there's lots of benefits to scholarship Sundays, but that could help families for sure. Oh, I love that. You know, it really goes well with something that I've been trying to get people to do more and more. And I created a money date. And so a money date is a, a very, a very actually exactly the same thing you would do with you sit down with your significant other or just by yourself and take a look at your finances. Like where, you know, where is everything at? Did you overspend the week? And so this could be tagged to that so well. Yeah, that'd you- be perfect. Oh, right. Money date uh, plus a uh, scholarship Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We are definitely going to put this out there for people to learn more. So this is so awesome and exciting. For just a couple more minutes that we have left, any last minute thoughts or tips you want to share with folks? Yeah, I mean, it's hard. You know, this is why we have a whole program because there's so much to learn. But I think the last thing that I would love to give advice on is just the essay, because I know that's another piece of overwhelm. Um, I I think the biggest thing here is to try to find ways to sell the committees that we are worth the investment. So I always say committees and admissions officers, they're looking for a positive ROI, so return on investment. And that might sound tacky calling our students an ROI, but in reality, that's what they're looking for. They want to see, so in scholarship terms, they want to see if we give the money to the student, are they actually going to graduate, therefore pursue this career, therefore probably make money and therefore maybe even become a donor down the road as an alumni. And so that's who they want to give the money to. And so when we're writing these essays and answering these questions, a lot of times that's what they're measuring. They're seeing, okay, are you going to do something with this? And they know that 18 year olds will change their major, but can we for now at least uh, at least explain what we have in mind, or, or maybe we've narrowed it down to two different career paths or something like that. Same with admissions. This is them giving a slot to your student and they want to know, are they actually going to graduate? Are they actually going to do something with it? Because they also want to see alumni come back as donors and, you know, they want to look impressive with their alumni base and all this stuff. So it's the same thing with essays for scholarships and admissions. And so one of the easiest frameworks that I can give in a minute is three parts. First, we want to talk about a story or experience that we've had. Second, we want to pull out a lesson from it. 
And third, we want to tie it to our future. So for example, say I wanted to pursue a career in operations management and I'm applying to a scholarship around that. So operations management is all about processes and systems and efficiency. So as you can tell, I am a process nerd. So this is a real example. And so one of the things I could share is a story at the beginning and say, my four siblings were lined up, ready to go and ready to unpack the groceries. Little did I know that this was foreshadowing my future as an operations manager and it could talk. And then, so that's my story. And then I could talk about the value I got out of this. So I could say, you know, my entire life, I've been all about efficiency. I wanted to make things more efficient. I wanted things to run smoother as a family of five that was low income or, or, or my family eventually became low income because of the crisis. We had to be efficient with our resources. And so this was really something that was ingrained in me from the beginning. Here's a few more examples of stories. And then ultimately, that is why I'm pursuing operations management. So you see how I just turned this like cute little story into an actually robust thought and, and, and it's showing them, okay, this, this girl has really thought through what she wants to be. And it correlates with what she truly believes and her values. And, and so, and also we start with a story that really caught their attention. They were probably like, what does this have to do with anything? Right. But it's, that's what we want. And I will tell you just last point on this. We had hundreds of applicants this, this year for our scholarship, um, for the one that's for non-members. And when we were discussing the winners, because we hide names and identifiers, we ended up calling them like, Oh, that's, that's boy scout boy, or, Oh, that's dance costume girl. And like, that is how we were remembering these essays. And so it just goes to show all of our winners started off with a story, every single one. And, and it just goes to show that to be memorable, you have to take them back, give them a story, not, you know, maybe a quote, be a unique quote. You'd really have to tie it to your life somehow. Um, but do something unique at the beginning. Don't just say, my future major is blank. This is why that's just it. So many students will do that. And you're just going to get thrown in that pile with all of those students. Mm, this is amazing. I'm sure everyone has a story. There's definitely been experiences, everyone's life that, um, that you can highlight and show tell. I love how you guys think of like the boy scout girl, the costume, <laughs> the costume. Uh, you know, so yeah, it's, you want to be remembered for, for being a little bit different. So, wow, this, this has been, I've learned a lot. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I wish, I wish you existed 20 years ago. <laughs> when I if I had a dollar for every time I hear that. <laughs> Where were you when I was in college? But Hey, lessons learned. This is, this is the, this is part of being, uh, you know, part of life. So uh, again, I'm so excited that you've joined us today. Thank you so much. Please tell everyone how they can stay in touch with you. Yeah, absolutely. Best place to go is the scholarshipsystem.com. We have so many free resources, blogs, scholarship lists, free downloads, writing process tips, so much in there. Um, also, I created a free training to learn where to find scholarships. So I give even more examples than today on how to use Google in a proper way. So you can go to the scholarshipsystem.com slash money boss and register for that training when you're ready. And I think the last thing is just to follow us on Facebook. So it's just, you can go to facebook.com slash the scholarship system, like our page, and we share scholarships on there as well as some helpful blogs and tips. Yeah, totally. We'll include all the links in, in the show notes. So thanks again, Jocelyn. It's been an honor. Everyone, we'll see you later. Bye. Bye.